This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 346, I've got a free book for you that will help you reprogram your brain. And I'm going to talk about redoing your goals so that you can look at them, especially meal goals. That's what we're going to talk about and go, yeah, uh, I could do that. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it. Thin. Not till you lie. Well, hello. Merry Christmas. As I record this, it is actually Christmas Day. It's in the evening. I survived. I got to tell you this, though. You know how I always joke about how this time of year, it's like the season of cookies? I went to church three weeks in a row, and three weeks in a row, somebody gave me a box of cookies. And I'm like, do I have a sign on my back that says, give me cookies? The last box, one box I gave away... Uh, one box wasn't really like made. It was like a jar of cookies that you have to then make. And the last one, I I couldn't give them away. The people I was going to, I'm like, hey, do you want these cookies? No, I've already got like three dozens. And I finally just, I hope they never, I had to throw them away. I'm like, I can't eat these. So it's kind of interesting that during this time of year, it's like everybody just makes cookies. And then, we'll, then we all go, I wonder why we're all gaining weight. But uh, I had a great holiday. I have um, younger great nieces and nephews, and we bought them toys that we used to play with. And it was great because everybody got involved with battling tops. It was a lot of fun. And so as I record this, I'm kind of like, hey, for me, really, New Year's Eve doesn't even really count as a holiday. I'm not a big drinker. Um, I got nobody to kiss at midnight. Not going out. Could care less. And I've always kind of had that mentality about it. When I was little, my parents would drag me to their friend's house. And it was weird because they were kind of good friends and they would play cards. But to the best of my knowledge, they only saw these people on New Year's Eve. I'm like, what kind of friends do you have that you only get together once a year? But it was like a tradition. But for me, it was this weird kind of forced play date thing that was always like, ugh, I have to go play with that kid. Ugh, he's weird. I think he's killing animals in the backyard. But anyway, it's uh, it's now time. And I'm like, okay. It you know I, I I we've we've run out of the excuse of well it's the holidays, and for the record I think I'm up a pound, and I'm like eh, and so I thought about this I'm like all right let's focus on the food, and this kind of came about I started using my fitness pal again and really between you and me 
I don't think it really matters which app you use. I just think it matters that you track what's going in your pie hole. And so I was like, all right, I want to eat. Let's do something here. Let's say I want to eat 1900 calories. 1800 would be great. Let's go with 1900. And I like to have three snacks a day. Basically eat breakfast about an hour and a half later, little baby snack. Then lunch, little baby snack about an hour and a half later. Then dinner. And a baby snack sometimes later. So it's basically, I said, let's take the three meals and let's take all those three snacks and count them as one meal. So you're going to have four meals, basically, or three meals and three snacks. And I said, well, that means that a meal would be 475 calories. Yes, it's time for math with Dave. And so 1900 divided by four is 475. So basically three of my meals are going to be 475 calories. And then if I want those snacks to equal 475, well, if there's three snacks and my total snacks are going to be 475, that means my snack should be 158 calories, which again is something I'd look at and go, well, I can do that. I thought it was going to be hard and and I'm not saying this is going to be easy, but I went in and looked at some of the things that I have in my database. Like for lunch, I often eat two baked uh, chicken thighs with the skin gone. And I'll eat broccoli and carrots. It's like 260 calories, according to my fitness pal, um, for the two pieces of chicken. And broccoli and carrots is 100 calories. And that actually leaves me uh, room for an apple, which is 80 calories. That brings me in at 440 calories. So technically, I got another 35 calories I could burn there. But I'm like, and I look at that and go, could I do that and like, like not be hungry? Notice I didn't say be full. I said not be hungry. And I'm like, yeah. I could do that. My breakfast, and this is no lie, I am not a huge, and the only reason I eat breakfast is because everything I've ever read says eat breakfast. Because there are times I'm just not that hungry in the morning. And I know a couple times this week, it's been two eggs and kind of, not hard boiled, but but not scrambled. The ones where the, the yolks, anyway, two eggs and an apple. I have a lot of apples in my kitchen. That's uh, the two eggs are 144 calories. The apple's 80. That means I got 224 calories. I got another like 200 calories I could blow there. But a lot of times I don't because, again, I'm just not. I don't know. And then some days I'm like, ah, I really should eat a big breakfast. And so I've been eating this Equate chocolate whey protein. Uh, I'm sure you could get this at Thrive Market. Uh, but I picked it up at Walmart. And that's 180 calories. And for the record, quite yummy. Uh, but I I mix it with unsweetened almond milk. And they say to mix it with a, a cup. Well, to me, a cup is like, I don't know, a mouthful and a half. So I'll actually make two cups. Well, two cups of almond milk is 90 calories. Uh, and then I'll have a banana. That's 110 calories. And then I've been using Jif Natural Peanut Butter, which is the stuff with the oil in it. You just mix it up. Uh, that's 465 calories. That, to me, is a big breakfast. Because literally, I could just get by with the, the protein and the almond milk and a banana. But I throw Jif on there just to, in theory, make it more healthy. I don't know if that's true or not, but it fills me up. But again, 465 calories. So I'm not looking, and it was funny. So then I pulled up, for all of you Seinfeld fans, in uh, my fitness pal, you can go in and take a bunch of things you eat all the time and group them together into meals. So I have a meal that I named the Big Salad. And it's basically, you know, you go to the store and you get those bags of salad. It's a whole bag. And I, I get out this big 
like mixing bowl and threw all the salad in there. And that's a, a whopping 60 calories. There's almost no calories in salad. Uh, then I take a, a bag. It used to be Tyson um, cubed chicken breast, all diced up. It's eight ounces. Uh, and I would throw in six. Well, that's 220 calories. So I could easily, because in theory, a serving of chicken is three ounces. So I'm doubling that. So I take that down. That's down to 120. Then I throw in, because I love it, but I, I'm looking at this going, yeah, but you probably need to lose it. Uh, low low moisture, part skim mozzarella cheese, just a little bit. Yeah, 160 calories. That's that's pretty calorie dense. Uh, and then again, two more. These are actually hard-boiled eggs. That's 120 calories. And then this must be an old recipe. I was using Newman's Own olive oil and vinegar. And I know that particular dressing has a ton of fat in it. Not that fat is like the devil, but I use, uh, I forget what I'm using now, some sort of French, but this is like 150 calories for almost no dressing. And I'm like, okay, I could definitely save some calories on that. Cause if you add that all up at 710 calories and my goal is 475. So if I lose the, lose the cheese, there's minus 160, cut the chicken in half. That's another 110. So that's 270 calories which gets me down, yeah, it gets me down right to my goal just about. And again, maybe get a better dressing and I'm right in there. So I think sometimes when we think about, oh, I've got to change the way I eat. Now, that definitely means uh, no more McDonald's because a Big Mac is probably more than 475 calories, let alone the fries and the Coke. Uh, You know, as I've said, nothing that really is going to help you is going to come through a drive through window. And so, but looking at what I was eating is sometimes I eat fish um, and then I'll throw in some, a veggie, things like that. It's, uh, you know, it's, I look at this and go, that's doable. It's not something I'm like, oh, I'm going to hate this. I'm going to be starving. No, I think this will be doable. And by doing that, then it kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, it's the light at the end of the tunnel. It's not yourself going, oh, I have to go on a diet. It's like, no, I think I can do that. You know, I just can't go to McDonald's. I can't, you know, uh, my snacks again. The snacks is what I've been noticing is where I was just going crazy on snacks, even though they were healthy. You know, one apple isn't bad at 80 calories. Four, uh, that gets a bit much because they're really, really good. You eat one, then you eat another one. Or you eat, you know, you start off, you're going to eat a cookie and then it's three later. So I just don't buy, it's just, you know, we have to do the obvious stuff. So that might be something you want to do. So that's how, again, how I did this was I said, all right, I'm going to have four meals. Three of those are going to be meals and then my snacks, I'm going to count as one meal. Take however many calories you want to have for the day, divide it by four, and that'll tell you how many calories per meal. And then however many snacks you're going to have. So let's say you want to have two snacks instead of three. You would just divide one, whatever you came up for as a meal. Uh, You know, for me, it was 475. You would just divide that by two. And that would be how much you would have then for your snacks. And then just come up with stuff that meets those needs, meet those calorie goals and go, yeah, I think I could do that. To me, I'm, I'm looking at this going, yeah, I just, I have a goal now, 475. When I'm... When I'm starting to say, okay, what do I have in the cupboard? I have this. How much is it? Okay, how much is that? Okay, that would put me up. Then I'm not going to eat it. Just by having a goal for 
the meal. I think for me, I mean, this is what's going to be my strategy this week. Uh, I think that will work. Hey, I uh, talked about in my last episode how I was trying out HelloFresh. You can find them at LogicalLoss.com slash HelloFresh. And the one thing for me, and this is what I said in, in the last episode, it kind of depends. It's not a no-brainer. You're paying 10 bucks a meal. And it's not called Hello Healthy. It's called Hello Fresh. And so and that doesn't mean their their meals are bad. Some of them are are definitely over what I'm looking for in a calorie count. But the one thing for me, I live alone. And so I was on the smallest plan they had, which is three meals in a box. And they said, oh, well, this will feed two people. So I was really getting six meals. Well, the thing is, it's fresh. I mean, it's really fresh stuff. And so by, and if you don't eat them every day, that stuff's getting older. So if you're a person that is living on your own, just know ahead of time that if you try this, again, logicalloss.com slash HelloFresh, you're going to have to eat this stuff pretty much for lunch and dinner if you don't want it to uh, go bad because they're they they tell you no preservatives things like that I mean everything's vacuum sealed for all the meat and things of that nature but I just know by the time I got to my last meal it was a chicken thing and it wasn't unfresh it wasn't unsafe to eat but it was kind of like okay this is starting to change colors a little bit I should probably eat that so that's my one little update from HelloFresh if you're a member of the Logicals Losers you will see where I uploaded my unboxing of the actual HelloFresh uh, box. So you can see that uh, the Logical Losers is just a, uh, it's a private Facebook group. If you go to LogicalLosers.com, you can sign up. It's through our Patreon account. And um, it's just a way to help keep the lights on here. You can join for as little as a buck a month, but it's just a little extra uh, information. It's a way to continue this conversation uh, during the week. If you want to check it out, again, LogicalLosers.com. found a book. It's an audio book called Mind Hacking. And it turns out the people that wrote it, very interesting guy, he used it to reprogram his, his mind for drugs and alcohol rehabilitation. And it's kind of the book is kind of written what, what they call open source and software, meaning there's a whole community of people that are working on it. And they actually give you the book for free if you want it. It's at mindhackguy, so mindhackii.ng. So it's mindhacking with a dot before the ng. And you can get the whole book. And so what they talk about here is when it comes time, because for me, I don't want to hear about all the science. I don't want to hear. It's like, how do I reprogram my brain? Let's just get to it again. It's called the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I like to get to the point. And so the first thing they said, and this is one of those things, again, that you just kind of go, oh, it's, it's, it's those answers again. The first one is write it down. And this, again, they say it's different when you write it down on a pen and paper than if you type it into some sort of app. I don't know why it's a left brain, right brain thing, but they say... It helps if you actually write it down. And then um, they also say, again, kind of like what I did, if you can put 
your goals up everywhere, that's another bonus. So step one was write it down. Step two was repeat. And uh, they have a great story about the guy, Scott Adams, that writes the Dilbert comic. And he'd always dreamed of becoming a cartoonist. He was uh, a big fan of Charles Schultz, you know, the guy that does Charlie Brown peanuts. And uh, a friend had told him about a repetition technique where you, again, write down your positive mental loop. Now, in the past, I've called these affirmations, but they're calling them positive mental loops. And you write them down 15 times a day. So here, it's not just thinking about your affirmations, it's writing them down. And his friend claimed that it worked for her. And he said, the thing that caught my attention is that the process doesn't require any faith or positive thinking to work. Just the act of writing down your affirmation, what they're calling your your positive mental loop, was enough to make it happen in the spirit of self-experimentation and figuring that he had nothing to lose, he thought he would give it a try. And so uh, one of them he wrote down, and he would do this again, uh, what is it, 15 times a day? Yes. Uh, Write down your your loop, enough to make it happen uh, 15 times a day. So he wrote down, uh, I will score in the 94th percentile on the GMAT. He was in college doing a thing. He wrote that down 15 times a day. And so uh says in the weeks leading up to the test, he was scoring in like the 77th percentile. And so he started writing this down, his positive loop over and over and over. And the, des- the day the test came, he took the test feeling that he had scored kind of about the same. Uh, but he kept up the repetition technique as he waited for the test scores to arrive. And when the final test came out, he scored in exactly the 94th percentile. And they go into more and more things where he, he then said, whoa, wait a minute. So he started writing down, I will be a syndicated cartoonist. Well, the guy writes Dilbert. And it's published in 2000 uh, newspapers. So this is one of those things where repeating your goals... I am starting, so I started using the one app. I liked it. I I talked about it uh, a couple episodes ago. He said, pulling up his phone frantically so that you don't hear a weird, awkward pause here. I cannot find the name of it. It's, um, I can tell you what the artwork looks like. But it was this really cool app for affirmations, and I was listening to them, and you can make your own in your own voice. It was really cool, and I liked it. But because it was kind of new, I was like, eh, I don't know. Think up is the name of the app. I'm going to go back and start using that again. Because here again, it didn't really stick. I didn't really stick with it. And, you know, they say that it can take sometimes up to 21 days or more to develop a new habit. And so I'm going to go back to that. Uh, writing it down might be another bad, uh, another good thing to do. May not be a bad thing to do, right? Just give it a shot. So write these things down and then repeat them because the idea here is how do I reprogram my brain? One of the things that was really interesting in this book is they talk about how how many thoughts you have a day. It's just insane. Uh, I, I woke up today. It was so weird. I woke up at five in the morning. I'm like, look, Santa Claus didn't come to my house. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't have to worry about Santa. And so why I was getting up at five, like a, eight-year-old kid, I don't know. And I just sat there in bed and 
I was trying to remember what the inside of my grandmother's house looked like. And it dawned on me that I was getting the, I was combining the look of my childhood home and my grandparents' home together. And I, it just kind of was weird that I couldn't remember what my, uh, the one bedroom on the right of my grandma's house. I can't remember if there was a window on the left-hand side. It's weird what your brain thinks about, right? So we have all these weird thoughts, but many of them are negative. We have a ton, a ton of negative uh, conversations in our head, especially when we think about us, especially when we think about us. And so by doing these kind of activities, we're, we're literally just reprogramming our brain to go, no, actually, I'm a pretty good guy. You know what? You're a pretty good female. You're, you're a good woman. I'm a good guy. And sometimes we need to remind ourselves of that. So write them down, repeat them. And then step three was stimulate. Uh, I'm sorry, not stimulate. Boy, that's a whole other kind of reprogramming. Uh, simulate. <laughs> and he goes into the book about uh, Nikola Tesla and Edison and how basically, I didn't know this, Nikola Tesla, uh, who was the guy that basically came up with uh, electricity. I know Edison got credit for it but we actually use Tesla's version of it. We use alternating current. Edison used direct current. I know we're totally nerding out here. But Tesla, where Edison was known for doing, you know, uh, how many times did you make the light bulb? I don't know. It wasn't a mistake. I did 10,000 mistakes. Uh, I learned from every single one of them. Uh, Tesla was a guy that said, you know what? Instead of doing 10,000 actual kind of experiments, I'm going to run them in my head. He was really big on simulating things in your head. And there are tons and tons and tons and tons of stories of Olympic uh, athletes who basically picture themselves doing things. And that mental picture can help. So this is where we can see ourselves driving past the Dairy Queen. This is where we can see ourselves uh, eating healthy and liking it. We can reprogram our brain. And then the uh, next step is collaborate. So basically, uh, they say radical collaboration um, is just a way to you know work with other people and the fact that you can get more done when you work with other people. And they give the example of Wikipedia. Uh, the original version of Wikipedia was not free. And it went through this tremendous... Uh, like to get an article on, I forget the name of the original Wikipedia. It wasn't Wikipedia. It was something like Newpedia or something like that. It had to go through this tremendous kind of checks and balances and only only scholars could uh, post there. And they switched it up. And the fact that Wikipedia now is this humongous resource, sometimes not always entirely accurate, but for the most part. And it's this huge collaboration. And so you can collaborate with people and find out, uh, you know, when you work with other people, you get different aspects of tackling things. And so, you know, these could be, you know, work, we've, we've talked about how when you have a workout partner, that can help. You know, somebody's going to help keep you in line and help you come up with ways to get things to work. And they give examples of like Pixar and all these people that, that have very creative ways of, of thinking. And then the last one, of course, is you have to act. You actually have to to do this. Uh, 
they have a little saying here, act, whether you wish to model a flower in wax, to serve a relish for breakfast or supper, to plan dinner for a large party or for a small party of one, to cure a headache, to bury a relative, whatever you may wish to do, make or to enjoy, provide your desire has relation to the necessities of domestic life. I hope you will not fail to inquire within. This is uh, uh, an introduction from an editor about inquire within about everything. And so what they're talking about here is you kind of have to look at yourself on what makes you tick. And that's sometimes the hardest part of that uh, when you have to you know, figure out what's going on. Um, it says uh, there's a thing called CERN. It's, uh, it's basically it was the largest note on the Internet back when they were making the internet back in the day. And it says the sheer volume of information on this original version of the internet was staggering. Some easy ways of, of cataloging all that information was uh, desperately needed. And a number of technologies had been involved to facilitate the sharing of this information. Um, But these two people came up with a system and it says, I just had to take the hypertext idea and connect it to the transmission control protocol. Hey, we are geeking out today. And the domain name system and ideas and blah, blah, blah. They invented the World Wide Web. Why? Because they were collaborating with people. So it's not magic, but it's an interesting book. So that's the, uh, that's the whole part of this. So it's, it's a matter of writing down your goals, repeating positive things in your head, simulating you doing these so you believe them. And we've talked about, we'll probably talk next week after New Year's about smart goals. We do that every year. And then collaborate with people. And then the other part of this chapter says the power of tiny goals. And that's kind of where I came up with uh, the first thing today about, you know what? What if I just focus on my next meal? And so I'll have a link to this. You can read the whole book online. I'm actually listening to it through, uh, it's called Hoopla. I think, yeah, hoopladigital.com. It's a way you can get free audiobooks. And so I'm getting, I'm listening to this whole book. It's 12 hours long. So it's a really interesting book, at least parts of it. I'm about halfway through, so I can't say about the whole thing. But they talk about gaming uh, is another way that you can somehow kind of inspire yourself, all these different ways to reprogram your brain. And they, they kind of say, as we wrap this up, that the brain is so powerful, or, or we could say the mind is so powerful, because we're one of the few people that can talk about ourselves in the third person. I guess most animals, like how do you know if an animal is sitting there thinking, going, well, I'm such a sloth. I don't know. But the fact that we can talk about our brain in like a third person just proves of how powerful it is. And a brain really is kind of like a computer. And so if you're interested in this again, it's mindhackei.ng. So it's mindhacking with a period before the NG. So mindhacky.ng. So want to thank everybody who's been going out to logicalloss.com, clicking on the Amazon banners. 
If you're going to be doing any kind of shopping, it doesn't cost you a thing. And uh, we get a small finder's fee for that. So thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have